Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, proudly brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged, 707 Walnut in Philly, always at LLPavorsky.com. I'm Spike Eskin, but the big story today is the return of Liberty Baller's own Sleepy Mike Levin. Hi, Mike. Hey, buddy. (laughs) That would be a good nickname. Yeah. It was a real nickname. Yeah, Sleepy Mike. I like it. If if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you remember Sleepy Mike from the first like two and a half years of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're if you're not, we used to record it about nine a.m. I think we would do it at nine a.m. on a weekday, and which is six a.m. for Mike, and he was always sleepy, and now he's sleepy again. So, the podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and tune in. We are up to eight hundred twenty-five five star iTunes and Apple podcast ratings. When we get to a thousand, I will do a podcast reading every review. Somebody did one that is, uh, it looks like I would say 600 words today. So some people are really making me, uh, really making me pay. Um, hmm. Here we go. Uh, here is today's um, podcast. Spike, the Sixers actually, or today's review, Spike, the Sixers actually traded Jawan Evans five stars. Dislike a lot about this podcast, but when you're yep. on the right side of history, it's hard not to be a fan of what Spike and Mike have created. Love that jigsaws aren't a thing anymore. Please do this forever. Oh, you wait, man. We have a lot of off season. And also, who is taller, Spike or Mike? Oh. Uh, I am. I, I can't you're remember. Taller. Yeah, I can't remember from staying next to you. I'm like five ten and a half. Yes, yeah, about all I am. Hmm. We should next time we're together. We should uh, do a back to back, no shoes on type of thing. All right. So this is our free agency preview podcast, which will be outdated maybe while we're doing it, uh, possibly within six hours, and almost definitely within twenty four hours. So this this is a a podcast to look back on at some point when when things (laughs) listen to it on fast forward. Yeah, yeah, and. And how wrong we were about everything, so which we are all the time. So I have you know a list of free agents. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. A list of free agents. We a lot of stuff. Over, just just yes just to no. say, just to say, let's let's do because I got some rookie of the year stuff yeah. to say. Yeah, but do you want to warm uh, up before we do that? Or absolutely, let's do it yeah. at the end so I can okay. wake up into it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we have Rookie of the Year stuff. We have, if you want to talk about the Chris Paul, the Houston stuff, I just had one small take on that. Sixers-related take, actually. Of course, Sean Long to Houston was uh, was involved in that somehow. Huge. We have the possibility of today being Gerald Henderson's last day as a Sixer. We have the uh, almost definite um, definiteness of today being Juwan Evans's last day as a Sixer. Uh, <laughs> Um, we have the list of free agents, and we also have uh, Lou Williams going off on Twitter about nerds, basketball nerds. Right. 
Um, what do you so? What do you think about? Let's just do the first things first. Uh, Gerald Henderson. Do you want them to pick up that option? It's what eight million. Well, so there are a couple of different. I, I don't think it affects anything, right? It 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 doesn't. I think they could carry him if they want to carry him because they have enough. It's only one year, and it doesn't. You know, if they if they don't carry him, they have fifty million dollars in cap space. If they do carry, or if they if they don't, they have fifty eight million. If they do, they have fifty million. I don't think they need all of it anyway. I think isn't it really valuable though if they can trade it to somebody today, and then that person can just cut him, right? Because he could be used possibly as eight million dollars because he's an eight million dollar cap hold right now. And then you yeah. could you could trade him, and then they could just cut him and only pay a million dollars on the cap. So I thought Gerald Henderson was he was like he was annoyingly okay last year, almost. Like when I watched him, I, I think we mentioned this a few times. When I watched him, it didn't add up to how sort of decent and efficient his stats were. And I think he's probably a, a good vetty guy to have. I don't I don't really care one way or the other. You? Yeah, I guess. I guess it depends because um, it, what they think that they can get, you know, what they think in free agency right. they can pull off. And on a, on a very, very small scale, it's a little Kings-esque if they cut Henderson or at least don't pick up his option. And then – be like, okay, we're players in the free agent market, and then we get no one, and then we go sign a Gerald Henderson type to a longer deal. Right. You know? Right, right, right. And here's the other thing, too, is that, and I, I know we're in the positionless revolution sort of thing, but if they don't sign him, they're sort of short on guys in that, in that two-guard sizey kind of area, I think. You know, they have a lot of uh, three-slash-four type guys and guys that are point guardy. You know, Jared Bayless, TJ McConnell, Markel Fultz. But Gerald Henderson is a, you know, a pretty good defender at a legit two guard kind of size. And yeah, I mean, it would be it would be Luawu who can cover twos. Covington obviously can. Um, I forgot about Luawu, but yeah, Covington can. Stauskas, yeah. Stauskas is well, probably you know he's, he's he improved as a defender last year, but still not a good defender. Um, and then uh, and then Justin Anderson, who I rather have on threes or fours even um i'd rather have him on 12s and 13s whoever yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I i do think that uh I, I i don't know maybe this is reading too far into it and they just want to get vets but i think they're keeping justin anderson i think he makes the team I think he makes a team too because they tra- I, I, they must think something of him, right? And they didn't. Yeah. They certainly didn't have long enough last year. I, I certainly had long enough. But if you <laughs> if you <laughs> if you believe in him, last year wasn't enough reps to decide that he can't play or anything. And I don't think they're going to just cut him. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think he'll be on the team. So I don't know. Uh, Gerald Henderson is a, but I didn't mind him on the team. I thought he was pretty yeah. decent right he's just like fine yeah he's just for sure fine he can hit a couple shots he can go get you a bucket maybe once a game he can do like a stop the bleeding bucket he can theoretically defend he's athletic he can run the floor um and it seems like he likes it here he's a philly guy i would be totally fine if 
if we sign if we keep Henderson, sign one of the quote unquote like higher profile free agents, and then pick up like a free agent center because I think we need one after trading Okafor, then I feel like that's it. I feel like I'm I'm good with that. I, I just don't think <laughs> signing guys like oh and and we're also going to pick up like Sean Livingston and uh fucking Nene and Shabazz Muhammad just like guys to get guys like for the sake of guys I don't think I think you need two new maybe two new players coming in because Jared Bayless is essentially a free is like a veteran free agent didn't have him last year I think you need a a insurance policy behind Embiid and Rashawn and like some some wing that you know can can theoretically stabilize the starting lineup shooting wise I feel like that's I feel like that's the target I think that is that is your free agency preview like right there my free agency preview is I am shocked in that I have absolutely positively no idea what they're going to do. I think every instinct I've had about what I thought Colangelo was going to try to do, has not every instinct has been wrong, but uh, enough of them have been wrong in that I, you know, part of me wanted to believe they would go overspend on Reddick or Lowry or somebody, but uh, he's done a lot. They've done a lot to... Um, point out that they're not going to do that, you know? Really? Uh, How so? Also, what's that? How so? Well, I mean, they. I, I thought the. Um, I thought the Fultz trade. I thought going all in on another young guy was a was a um, a move toward uh, development instead of getting better right now. I thought it was. Uh, it was. You know, it it says goodbye to the Lowry thing, which I which we all thought at one point. If we had said, you know, I think at one point on the podcast we had said um, we had given a percentage on what Lowry would be a sixer, and I think you were probably close to a hundred percent. I think all of yeah. us were. So uh, I just think they've, or at they've, least that they would try to go get him. Right, and I I just they, he's taken his time a little bit more than I expected to. And okay. he hasn't thrown everything in the trash yet. So I'm not totally sure that he's going to go and overspend. And look, I'm fine with them overspending on anybody for two years or, yeah. you know, or in the, the rare case, three years. I think the, the thing I'm more scared of is I would, I, you know, I don't want to give a four-year max to, and I don't think they're going to do this, but I don't want to give a four-year max to, Otto Porter or Contavious Caldwell Pope. Like I'd I'd rather roll with our young guys than max out a guy who I think is limited, you know, who isn't already good. I, I think that's where I sit. I would much rather well, I think, I think, not get anybody than than I, get one of those guys. Pope is the KCP is the guy that you know, and, and I guess to some extent Otto Porter is the guy that like they're young and improving. Otto Porter had an incredible year last year. KCP had a pretty down year. Um, but KCP would es- essentially fit in pretty perfectly to, to what we're trying to do here. Uh, can play, can, can defend his position, uh, athletic, uh, ostensibly a great shooter. Um, 
I think him and Covington as your wings is a really nice thing. And while giving him a max sort of puts you into like, well, this is going to be it. Um, if he does get better and improve to be who he can be, then that's a, I mean, that's just a really, really perfect balanced starting five with, you know, a healthy bench. Well, KCP is a, a good shooter, right? I and mean, he's not a, I, I, maybe he will one day be a great shooter, but I don't think he's a great shooter yet. Is he? I mean, I don't, I, don't uh, I think, I think it's like, to me, it's like Covington-esque. Okay. Like he's got it in him. Okay. Um, no, but you're right. I'm looking at the stats now. He he had he has had not he has not had a good shooting year yet. Last year was 35. percent That was his best year. Um, but you watch him shoot, and you're like, he should be a good sh- he should be a great shooter. And maybe it's a space thing. Um, well, if you call yeah, it Covington, if you if you call it Covington esque, that that's fair too because he shot 33 or 34 percent from three last year, and I'm convinced he's a great three point shooter. But yeah. uh, you know, I think there are numbers, and I don't know what KCP's college numbers were. I he's, think Coving- his, I mean, like I'm looking at KCP's numbers, and I guess I just had it in my head that they were better. They're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. I I just I guess I had some made up numbers in my head of what he was doing, but they're not. They're not a. Uh, they're not exciting, and that's not a. That's not. These aren't numbers I want to give a max contract to. Well, there, there we just we just talked ourselves out of that one. That's good. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he's good. I think this is a, the you know he's put in a role in Detroit, and they haven't had like a good system and or good coach. Fuck Sam Van Gundy, um, but. I think he's better than these numbers think, but I don't, I don't think that you can you can max you can max him out here. That'd be crazy. I take it back. I take back everything. Yeah, especially with the number of young guys that are on this team now. And then you know it. You can't. I, I think the four year thing is what is the sort of risky thing in that. Okay, you say Embiid gets a you know they extend Embiid and he gets a big number. And then, um, you know, all of us and Covington's going to get a bigger number, you know, um, I don't know. I just want to. And then this is what you used to do. Though, like the don't sign anybody because we're going to have to give everybody money at some point. But it's that four, yeah. it's that four year thing. I don't want in the fourth year us to be in trouble over it because of KCP would be my would be my yeah. thought at this point. I hear that, but, he, but he would still be young. Yeah. Yeah, he would. He would. Um so I, I, I don't I, I don't know the direction to go on this. Do you want to do the 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 only thing I want to say about the Chris Paul to Houston thing um, because we should touch on that before we get to our list of free agent guys is the uh, I just I think by proxy we're all Daryl Morey guys because we're yeah. Sam Hickey guys at it yeah. and like I just like that he traded the. He's got he's got balls, man. He basically yeah. gave away. You know, it's funny. You, you see, he basically traded that whole team for Chris Paul, the, the whole team yeah. besides Harden. And it really makes you appreciate what Harden did last year when you see the guys that he was doing with. Like they were all decent. They're all decent role players, but that's yeah. all they are are decent role players. And when you look at the fact that it's like Lou Williams and Sam Decker and. Uh, Montrez Harrell, who might be good at some point, who knows, is pretty good now. But like all these guys, Ryan Anderson, who is is basically untradeable because he was so, 
exposed in the playoffs because he can't guard anybody. It's pretty impressive on D'Antoni's end and Harden's end what they were able to do last year. But I like admire the balls of picking, and he's always been this way. He's always been the, just give me the stars and I'll figure it out. Two guys yeah. who on the surface seem to do a very similar thing and just saying, fuck it, like we'll figure it out later. I think it's a, it's a cool idea. I'd it'd be curious it's to very, see how it works. It's very impressive. I, think I don't think they're done yet. But uh, yeah, when, when the trade happened, I was like, okay, so who do they have? Who, who is their other good guy? And I was like, oh, nobody. They have no other good guys. Yeah, there, Eric there was Gordon. No other, yeah. It was it. I mean, I like, I like Eric Gordon and I like Trevor Ariza and Capella is like a, as fine as like a, you know, poor man's Nerlens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just, it, it was just a very impressive and they, and they were good. I, I like Pat Beverly. I know you do too. Yeah. I love um, him. they was very good. Even they, they even kept it up enough when Harden was off the floor. And now they can stagger minutes. It's going to be, I'm very excited for it. People that are like down on it, it's like, buddy, what are you waiting for? You have to gear up to go get the war, to go get the Warriors. You have to do it. If they, they're not, no one, not everyone's content just sitting around for five years being like, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe this wait, guy will get waste, better. Waste Harden's prime. It's well, like, not going to happen. Go, go get guys. And if the, the issue is like, hey, these two generational, essentially, point guards don't, haven't, played together yet it's not perfect then too bad make it work these guys are good you need talent you go go get more talent to contend with the warriors well and the important thing is is chris paul chose to go there so yeah. they, they both know what they're they're getting into you know that yeah they must have understood and it wasn't until even though harden was always you know ball dominant on when he played it wasn't until this year that we were all like "Ooh, james harden point guard this was yeah. the first year anyone called him a point guard so yeah. i you know i think and defensively you know, um, Pat Beverly was good, but imagine, and, and th- we don't have to talk anymore about the Rockets, but the Chris Paul was a really good defender and also has to initiate the offense every single time down the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. imagine what he's going to be able to do and imagine what Harden can do on both sides of the floor if they don't have to do it every time. And it requires yeah. some buy-in, clearly, and it will, but it'll be, certainly be interesting to watch. I'm curious to see how it, how it happens. Look, former Sixer Mike D'Antoni, he learned it all from us. Yeah. That's the, right. that's the Brett Brown coaching tree. And it was also great to see, like, it just... It's awesome to see advanced level GMing where Maury is out there trading for all these unguaranteed contracts so they can be over yeah. the cap, so they can have their exceptions. So they, I don't know. It was all just very cool to watch, I thought. Yeah. And then it, it really shines a light on how some GMs are just like dumb and thoughtless and don't have the stones to like yep. make, make it happen. I don't think they can make uh, And it's Paul- not just him, it's the whole system in Houston, the yeah. whole front office. Do you think, so. Is is the other guy they end up getting? Is it like Millsap or something? That I, they can't, they don't have anything to trade for Paul George, right? I, I can't understand I what they would I, even I, have to I trade. I hope it is Paul Millsap. Um, I this is the first time hearing of him, but he sounds nice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Uh, back to the Sixers. Do All you right. think that? Do are we writing in stone that Furkan Korkmaz is coming over this no, year? No, I there is. There's been a lot of like public talk about it without it actually happening, mm-hmm. and I'm always suspicious of that. You know about the the GM and the coach saying publicly it looks like he's coming over. 
Like, is he coming yeah. over or is he not coming over? You know, I think a lot of it actually depends on what happens. Well, Dario in- never did. Dario, Dario still has not come over, right? Yeah, and never now, will. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends on what they do in free agency because they don't have a ton of roster spots. So I think it depends on what they do in free agency. And if they nail a, a significant guard, um, I think they'll let them rot over there for another year. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I think it depends. I think it, it'll, you know, maybe they see him play summer league and see what it looks like. Um, maybe, maybe they throw a camp battle with like Staskis and Justin Anderson in there and they keep two of the three. I don't know. Um, because if they, if they, if they bring on Korkmaz and pick up Henderson's option, then then that is thirteen, right? Thirteen guys locked in: Fultz, TJ, Bayless, Stauskas, Covington, Dario, Luau, Henderson, Anderson, Korkmaz, Embiid, Simmons, Rashawn. That's thirteen, and then one spot for the free agent guard that they're going to sign, one spot for the free agent big man that they're going to sign. And I would I would prefer to leave Corkman's overseas and try to you you get one of these undrafted free agents a shot. Yeah, I just I just worry that Corkmaz and and Luau at this point are going to cannibalize each other's minutes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and well, I think I think Corkman's would would essentially just be in Delaware the whole time. Yeah, and I'd rather have him overseas than in Delaware, you know, rather yeah. than rather than having his his NBA clock start. And I'm exactly I'm more excited for Corkma. I was a Corkmas. If I don't remember my YouTube big board, but I think he was high, and I was a Corkmas over yeah. Luau guy. So if you if you recall, Corkmas did a dunk contest with the Star Wars mask. Yes, yes, it was with a Darth Vader mask, right? Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. So, uh, which is right up my alley. I love that shit. You know, I would love if he played the whole season with the Darth Vader mask on. <laughs> if that's if that's it. an option, I don't know if that's an option. Um, so. so, all right, let's get let's get into specific free agency guys. Okay, do, uh, wait, wait. Do you want to do you want to do the LL commercial and then do the second half specific free agency and Mike's rookie of the year rant? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So our sponsor has been forever, or at least almost two years. That is uh, LL Pavorsky Jewelers, which is the official. Uh, jeweler of the podcast and the official jeweler of the process, I would say, you know, not Joel Embiid, but the process itself. So 43 of our listeners have gone to LL for engagement rings, and we have received nearly 43 emails praising LL and the uh, the experience they've had. The reason the experience is good is... Um, I, you know, when you buy an engagement ring, and I've done that, you don't want to feel any pressure when you go in there. You want to go in there and you want to feel um, like you can walk out without making the purchase and you can think about it and and that the person who is telling you the things is being honest with you. Because as I've said a million times, you really don't know what are good about diamonds by just looking at them. That's why you need an expert. So LL is that expert uh, and a no-pressure guy and a guy that is going to make sure that he gets you an engagement ring that fits whatever your budget is. Whatever, like, And we know there's people of all different income levels that listen to the podcast and LL is going to make sure you get a great ring no matter what that is. The important thing if you go in there for an engagement ring is to make an appointment first so he can know what your budget is, he can know what you're looking for and have everything laid out for you. Make an appointment by calling 215-627-2252 or emailing him from llpavorsky.com or just tweeting at him at llpavorsky 
and uh, and he'll take care of you. I promise he'll take care of you. I think he gives. I hope he still has this special. If not, he has it for the next week. Um, if you buy an engagement ring with Lee, he will pay for your first year of uh, engagement ring insurance on the ring. He did uh. that before. So let's say he'll do it again. I'm saying he'll do it again. So uh, And for every podcast, LL makes generous donations to the Alzheimer's Association of the Delaware Valley and the uh, National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. If you buy a ring... He'll pay for the first year of J.J. Reddick's contract. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So so what do we do first here? Do we do uh, – you want to go through the guys? I. It's very me right now to be starting at the bottom of a list and going up, but I don't know if anyone's going to enjoy that but myself. Yep, but it's uh, right on brand. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to have any like – I don't know. Edwin Jackson takes or no? Okay. Oh boy! Um, really starting at the bottom of the list. That's, yeah. that's below even the bottom of my list. Okay. Um, let's go from the top. Okay. Couple guys. Let's do. Let's do the 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 two guardish position, and then the backup centerish position. Okay. So the two guardish position or the guardish position. I have Reddick, KCP, Porter. Um, I have, uh, even though he's not a free agency thing, he is a, he's related to free agency in Danny Green. Uh, uh-huh. uh, should I have Igadala in that category? I think. Yeah, if, probably. Yeah. Okay. So Igadala and I, I still have Kyle Lowry in that he will be a free agent. Um, Tony Snell, Patty Mills, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., CJ Miles, Joe Ingles, Langston Galloway, Vince Carter. Ooh, Vince Carter as a sixer would be really cool. It would be hilarious, yeah. Uh, I would really enjoy that very yeah, much. Yeah, Going from the guy who was such a shithead, he admitted that he quit, it, he quit on his team to leave, to being the veteran presence in the locker room is a yeah. pretty amazing transformation. Do you, think, for, do you think the Sixers try to get a meeting with Gordon Hayward? Uh, no, I don't think they even take a meeting with the Sixers, right? I mean... Well, yes, I'm saying do they try to get a meeting? Nah. Even if we hear they try to get a meeting, that's a like a PR stunt. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they didn't didn't they try to get meetings with Kawhi and Jimmy Butler a couple years ago? No, I what I had heard was that was um I had, Yeah, I had heard that that was a I <laughs> that was a leak, but that was I had heard that that wasn't Totally a true. fake leak. Yes, a fake leak. I heard that wasn't totally true. Of that course, of course, there's fake leaks. Right. Yeah. Um, what about this? Is a little bit. I'm just gonna throwing throwing wild things out there. Drew Holiday. He's got the length. Oh, I forgot about Drew. He's got the length to play to guard twos. Um, he's a great shooter off the catch. Some, uh, hasn't, somebody's hasn't gonna, been healthy that much. Somebody's gonna give him a max deal. You think so? It doesn't New Orleans have to? Is it isn't what you're competing against New Orleans having to give him a max deal? Kind of, yeah. I, I lo- just like the idea of having more guys who can handle the ball and shoot and defend. The idea of Drew Holiday I, is awesome. Yeah, I don't need not that I'm saying I don't want Fultz or Simmons handling the ball. I just think we we are past that in the NBA when you see guys initiate offense from all over the court. And if to have it's not the negative to have guys that can also handle the ball you know it's it, it, it isn't a situation where he's so ball dominant that he can't do anything else he's a good shooter off the catch and will be able to guard twos and will be able to run the offense with Fultz not there 
and would be able to be a veteran, like sort of let, let people ease into it. And he's, and he's also young. He's been hurt a lot. He has a been lot, hurt a lot. lot. Yeah, I'm just bringing it up. I love him. I still have uh, what I've seen as the only uh, hoodie jersey of Drew Holiday. I've never even seen that before, but I have an 11 Drew Holiday. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, I would. Well, what is the most you would you would do for Drew Holiday? Like four. I don't know. I mean, I, I really am in a, I really am in a situation like I think you, where I I only want to give guys two years. I don't want to give any more than that. I think two. I think. You know, there there is, you know, if you go far enough down the process hole right now, you can say, you know, don't sign anybody, stay bad, keep getting picks, let the young guys grow. Um, but I want to make the playoffs this year. I think we're going to. We call and that, I, go ahead, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we call that process hole Ben Dietrich. That's yes. where we are. <laughs> that was a little, bit of a, little bit of a subtweet. I've been yeah. there. I've been in that hole. I've been in that hole plenty of times. You know, I, uh, I, I'm, I say this as probably the biggest Ben Dietrich fan on the internet, but I was watching him compare J.J. Reddick's like, third year to Nick Stauskas' as a reason not to sign Reddick. And I thought to myself, is, is, what, is what Ben sounds like to me what we've sounded like to everybody else for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> I got really, like I had a, an appreciation for it and I was also frightened of it at the same time. So yeah, I yeah. hear that. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to, I would like to make the playoffs this year. And I think that it improves, you know, having legitimate guys around our three stars, um, is helpful, I think, to their development, to their happiness. I think you want you want to give these guys like it's. It was always bullshit when it was like when the Doug Collins teams or whatever were making the playoffs and limping in and getting bounced in the first round and being like, "This was valuable experience." It's like valuable experience for who? No one on the team matters. But like we now have three guys that will be legitimate NBA studs. And now experience matters. Now the things that all all the all the jargon and, and like narrative of like let's go out and get them a guy and if they build together and this kind of stuff, then that was always horseshit. But now it matters because they're the guys. There we we can we can believe in the in the in like the hackneyed normalcy of like NBA uh, team building. Now that we have the guys to actually build a team around. So I I think that you you go get a you go get a two guard for two years that that can hit shots and, and like defend the position a little bit and maybe initiate some offense and you go get a backup center and you you play both sides you play the we're developing guys and we're also trying to make the playoffs this year so we can you know continue the excitement that's happening in Philly around around the Sixers and. And just get them get get the Simmons and Beaton Fultz where they need to be. We're, they, I like I just can't express enough how like these are the guys. Let's build around them. Let's make their careers good and let's make them happy. Yeah, I'm not ready to say that. I think that I think the playoffs has a lot uh, has mostly to do with free agency. And I think if they and I don't, I, don't, I think it has to do with them, Embiid and almost entirely Embiid. Well, yeah, Embiid too. I think I guess that's already said. Embiid and free agency. I, even if Embiid plays sixty games, if they 
if they stand, I don't if care. If they played sixty games, they're making the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. They they have they have two rookies as their primary ball handlers. So I'm not I'm not I'm not like totally sold on that. We'll we'll see. Let, let's. I don't want to do the you know the game. We'll, we'll wait until yeah 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 until it's know. it's early. Um, um, but I would I would give JJ Redick as much money for two years as possible. Right, I would, I would too. The question is, I would is, find is, the loopholes in the system to pay him for two for more money for two years. The, the the question is, would you do three? Like the question the question is not. I think we would all do two years and fifty million dollars for JJ yeah. Redick. But yeah. like the question is, would we do three years and sixty sixty three or something? And that's what the that's what it's going to come down to. Um, I I I think that there is actual interest. I I think a lot of the Brooklyn and Philadelphia thing is a. Those are the two teams with a ton of cap space. So those are the teams that are going to get thrown out there by JJ and his agent to get people, yeah. you know, to get the market stirred up. But would you go three and sixty? That's the real question with Reddick, which I'm not sure that I would. I would do everything possible to not go to a third year. Yeah. I just, it's, it's not even. No, I mean, look, JJ Redick is 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 a perfect fit for this team. He is not a bad defender. He is he should take more threes and be more valuable. Yeah, he's uh, really he, good. He's one of the best shooters yeah. of all time. You know, I might go. Yeah. I might go a third year. I honestly might. If if the if if the if the annual value would be less, significantly less, then I, I would go to a third year. If it's three sixty three, I'd probably do it. Wow. Okay. Um... I'd probably do it. What I'm worried about is signing a guy like Dion Waiters to a big contract. No, yeah, I don't even have him on my list. I, I don't want to sign Dion Waiters for anything. And I'm remember I, going back to the old Dion Waiters versus Evan Turner fight. I like I Dion Waiters, but I, I don't want any part of him on the team. Okay, so KCP and Porter, are we in agreement that we don't want to give either of them a max deal? I think some team will uh, for both. Or close enough to both. What I would want to give those guys is not enough. Because Porter is, he's never going to be better than your third offensive pl- offensive or defensive player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm, somebody will six, give him a max. I'm saying somebody yeah. will give him a max. Do we want to be the ones giving him a max? And I would say no. I don't think so. I think I think let's let's fill in the system. Unless guys fit perfectly like, like a J.J. Redick. Let's fill in the holes with like temporary two-ish way veterans and see what we got with Fultz, Simmons, and Bede. Not, not in that like they're not going to be good or they're not going to be ready. Just let's, let's evaluate what they need. Let's just like have more information to make a decision next off season or the, even the off season after that. All right, let me throw two trade guys. Uh, I, I I think we'll probably be in agreement. Danny Green and Ryan Anderson. I would totally take Danny Green. I want no part of Ryan Anderson. Yeah, you can't you can't trade for Ryan Anderson. We already have two fours uh, that command some minutes. Justin Anderson, I think, is going to end up playing a lot of time at the four. Also, even if if he makes if he like makes a dent in this team, so I you just can't do it. The and- idea that Simmons is going to defend point guards. Is just wrong. He's not going to. He's not going to. He's going to defend force. He's going to be close enough to the rim to get rebounds because that's what he does best. He grab he 
grabs the rebound and pushes up the court in transition. And I, I want to just, there's a lot of, because uh, Ursan Eliasova helped the offense last year as a stretch four, there's a lot of like Sixers need to get a stretch four. The Sixers, to your point, Sixers don't, most actual stretch fours, like, like are are not good defenders. Like you're thinking of the guys that are actually that were previously threes that were calling stretch fours now. Like if Paul George was a four or or Carmelo Anthony was a four, yeah. but that, that's not what Ryan Anderson is. Ryan Anderson is the Ursan Ilyasova stretch four, but probably worse on defense because he's not as big. So I, I don't want a guy like that. I don't mind a guy that can play a few different positions, including four, but those like straight up stretch four guys, to your point, I think Ben Simmons will be best off defending the yeah. four. In the I do I do like Danny Green a lot. Yeah, that'd and be I great. Would, I would try to get him. What, what do you think it would take? I don't know. It seems like a salary dump. So, I, you know, I don't... No, he's, just, he's better. No. I mean, it would be what? a salary dump on San Antonio needing to get rid of him, but anybody would want Danny Green, so... We'd have to give up stuff to get him. Yeah, but, whether it's like, but it's it's not or, whether it's like stuff. the rights, whether it's like the rights to Corkmans uh, and Joe Henderson's contract or something. Um, if they if they do that like today, yeah, I'd think about that. I think Danny Green's really good. I don't know how many years he's yeah. signed for left. Two, one. Let's see. Um, while while we're saying it, there was a rumor about the Sixers being interested in Andre Iguodala. Um. As much as I love Andre Iguodala, and I love him a lot, one of my favorite players of all time, one, I don't think he's coming back here under any circumstance, and B, I, I really don't want like the narrative of him being back here and like the fights to come back and all that stuff. Really? I don't think, I don't think it would. I think he's passed it. I think he won an NBA Finals MVP. Danny Green has ten million this year, and then he has a player option for ten million the next year, which he would, which I, would guess, I would guess he would opt out of. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I, I would love Andre. I would give Andre two years and a ton of money also, even though his knees are bad. Uh, I, I don't think he would come back here. I, I think don't think he so either. Yeah, I think he wants to be in Golden State. You know, I, yeah. I, that's my unless, unless he wants to do and one one last like fat contract because he kind of he hasn't gotten like like 2017 money. You know, he took he took kind of a small deal with Golden State. So no, it was. What about uh? Wait, wasn't his deal like fifteen million a year? I think it was eleven. Okay. Um. All right. Well, you know, we mentioned not giving anyone four years. I would give four years to to Hayward if he wants to come here, but he doesn't want to come here. Here, here's an interesting guy. Um, like I wouldn't, I and I don't think he's going to get as much money as everyone thought. Like Serge Ibaka. No. No. I want him to stay in Toronto. I think they're going to try to trade Valanciunas or something. Uh, Gallo, I would love Gallo. Yeah, I mean he he's just a four and yeah can't defend threes. He can barely defend fours. Yeah, I guess he's the guy. I still love him. He's got balls. He's got big balls. I would love to have him on the team. I would love yeah. to have Gallo. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't have an Italian guy. When was the last time we had an Italian guy? Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, what about Tony Snell? I think he stinks. Actually, had a good had a good year shooting last year. Yeah, he's a good shooter, but I think he's bad every other time. And every time I look at him, he looks scared to death. He is. I don't <laughs> like the look in his eye. Tony sure. Snell's got a fucking scared look in his eye, like sure. he's like he's a, a snitch or something. I don't know. I, I don't like Tony Snell. Okay. What about you, Joe Ingles? Uh, I'm, I'm 
I think I think somebody's gonna overpay Tony Snell. I don't want it to be us. Yeah, you don't want it to be us, right? Yeah, I don't want it to be us. No. Uh, Joe Ingles, I don't. I don't even know. I I only know of the legend of Joe Ingles. Really, I. It seems like sure. somebody will overpay Joe Ingles too, right? We we can't overpay Joe Ingles. Something like that. Uh, Jonathan Simmons. I don't even know. Oh, the guy from mean? the Spurs. Jonathan <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know who he is. he on the Spurs, Jonathan Simmons? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty young, right? Uh he's twenty eight, I think. Oh, okay. Then I don't even know. I all the Spurs seem the same to me. I sort of worry about taking guys <laughs> off the Spurs. That that's the only Danny Green worry I have is that and it's the same worry I have about Patty Mills, and I, I think we're out of the Patty Mills woods. But I worry that yeah. they're not good if they're not on the Spurs. Maybe. Um CJ Miles is a guy is like a Sixersy yeah. like fill in the gaps guy that I'd be that would be like tremendously uninspiring but good three I'd point be shooter. totally fine with really good three yeah point totally shooter. yeah great I, three point shooter. yeah I, but I, I would rather give I would let's put it I'd rather give Redick twenty million than CJ Miles ten yeah I think he's very better even if the numbers don't agree Tim Hardaway Jr. No I don't like him uh, Langston Galloway. I mean, fine. Yeah. Fine-ish. We don't really need I, I do. I would do uh, one year, all the money in the world to Ginobili. Uh, really? I totally would, yeah, in a second. He's, um, I guess. He's sort of Play cooked, him 15 minutes, let him teach fault stuff, let, yeah. let Brett Brown be happy. I would absolutely do it. One year, literally all the money in the world. No interest in Blake Griffin, right? No. Okay. No. Cephalosha can't shoot. MCW, no thanks. Um, Vince Carter. Vince Carter would be great. I would do, I would do like two, I don't even know what's fair to him. I would do like 230. Oh, God. Oh, no. I know it's a lot, I know it's a lot of money, but like, Oh, let him no. be here. Let him be. Let him be a vet. No, no. Is two thirty insane? Yeah, I think so. I'd give I give you a year. I have. I have zero sense of what the market is for Vince Carter. I would give not him, even close. I would give him a year so I could just go get a. I would get a Sixers Carter jersey yeah. or something. I would Vince Carter yeah. bobblehead night would be funny, you know. But otherwise, I, I don't want him for two years. That's fair. He's thirty eight. I think. Nick, Nick Young. No. No. No, I don't. Omri like Caspi, uh, good player. Um, uh, I would take Omri Caspi for three years and thirty. Oh, that's too much. You that's think? too much. Yeah, yeah, that's way too much. He's like borderline, like minimum contract. You think? These days. I think he's pretty yeah, good. All right. Yeah, I think he's all right, but he's been on a bunch of teams that didn't want him. Never made the playoffs. Most most regular season games without a playoff appearance, according to Hoops Hype. Oh, really? Pretty upsetting. Uh, ben McLemore is a guy that I've wanted for 17 years. Uh, thank God he's getting out of Sacramento. He never really got mm-hmm. better, but he's still young, and I think we're he's past. athletic. I think we're he, past, we're past the... like the kind of like reclamation Tony yeah. Roden project thing. Yeah, but uh, I think he's good. And he's still young. He's 24. Go mm. get him. 
He's he's languished on the Kings. Yeah, I believe in him. I I, I don't really want Ben McLemore. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Gerald Green is a guy that you'd obviously want. Would love Gerald Green on the Sixers. Good locker room guy. Yeah. That's the rumor. That's what Bill Simmons says. So Great. I will believe it. Yep. Uh, Ian Clark. Wasn't he on the Sixers once? No. No, Earl Clark was on the Sixers. Yeah, Earl Clark, Louisville. Ian Clark, not. Not, right. Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched enough of Ian Clark. Um, he's been on the Warriors. The Warriors, yeah. But like, I, he, when he's on the Warriors, he's not doing anything. Like He's 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 being a fill-in on the Warriors. I don't know if he's good or not good. I, I don't have any sense of whether he's actually good or not. Yeah. I think he's a fine like come off the bench and dance around a little bit, wear a headband, <laughs> get a couple buckets. <laughs> Well, you're moving now. Uh, yeah. All right, let's let's. I have like ten more minutes, so let's. Any, Wait, with the ten, okay. uh, three minutes on backup centers that you'd want. Okay, I don't have a list of backup centers. Is it isn't uh, Edmund? Is, is Tiago Splitter still on the team? They could they could resign Tiago. I'd be fine with that if that's your backup guy. I'd be I'd be honestly fine with that. Yeah. The guy the guy that I want, um, the low, the secret guy that I want is Ekpe Yudo. Oh yeah, yeah. A couple yeah, years ago, he's been, yeah. he's been overseas. He's he totally changed his game, improved his game overseas. I would love him. He's a good guy. He's an interesting guy. Damian Dedman is the perfect guy Dwayne. to get. Dwayne Dedman, rather, yeah. Dwayne Dedman is the perfect guy to get overpaid in that the NBA does this weird thing where they say nobody needs any bigs and everyone has too many bigs and then somebody overpays all the bigs. It happens every single year um, yes. from Bismarck well, and, and, over, and overdrafts all the bigs. Right. It's, which is uh, what it's, in I can't figure it out. I, like it's the one weird. It's like they have it's like they're they're catnip or heroin or something. They, yeah. Like the NBA GMs can't stop themselves. So Deadman seems like a, an, an overpay candidate. Love to have him what about, back. Uh, what about Kelly Olenek? Absolutely not. I fucking hate him. <laughs> I know it. I yeah, know. yeah. I know it. I know it. I know it. It would be a little fun to 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 beat Boston a couple times on like Kelly Olynyk. No, 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 no. It would feel really dirty. Absolutely not. Yeah. I didn't know he was a free. Can agent. I give you? Do they, a, have to, they have to renounce him to sign he's somebody. Re- he's restricted, and okay. if they want to go, yeah. Okay. Uh, can I give you a borderline gross free agent take? Yeah. Um. So, back when back when I was in high school, okay, before I had had before I had had uh, before I, when I was a virgin, before I had sex with a girl, yep, I, it, I I was like I don't know fifteen or sixteen or whatever. I got it in my head that like, hey, it is gross or upsetting at least to to the idea that I would have sex with a girl who has had sex with someone before. <laughs> okay. I would feel, I felt that's a little gross. I feel like it's not like, it's, it's not fair. Yeah. There's a little like, for sure, like very immature, obviously. Right. There's a little like possessiveness, a little like controlling yeah. the situation. Yeah. But like, I felt like, well, I want to, I want to have sex with someone and it will be our first time together. And then, I never want to have sex with anyone that's had sex before. That was, I think that was my rationale. And that's a little bit how I feel about free agency. Like, these guys aren't our guys. Like they've had, they've had some of them have been with other teams already. Like it's a little bit like, oh, it's not fair. It's not totally right. And that's, I still sort of feel that way about free agency. Drafting guys, they're virgins. They're ours. We deflower them ourselves. 
and then I'm, I'm okay with a couple guys. I'm okay with like a little bit pieces here or there, but to get our big fish in the free agency feels a little bit like, you know, I just, you know, been around well, the block a little bit too much. Well, you know what? I sort of agree in that I was thinking about the Celtics if they did land Paul George and uh, Gordon Hayward, right? Then their starting lineup would be almost entirely guys because they'd have to get rid of Avery Bradley from that. that. Their starting lineup would basically be almost entirely guys that they didn't draft from yeah. Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Paul George, Isaiah Thomas. Like, I, I, I don't know. Something feels less than exciting about that, about a bunch of yeah. mercenaries. Give me some virgins. Yeah, give me some, some virgins. Okay. A um, couple more big guys, and then, we, and then we can move on to the, the take. Okay. Um, Jermichael Green, he's gonna be probably going to cost a little bit too much money, and he's restricted. Yeah. I, no Andrew Bogut. No, thank no, you. Nope. Um, Willie Reed. He's probably not as big big enough of a slash on Miami. Just like big, big body. Aaron Baines. I don't really like Aaron Baines. You got nah. any feelings about Aaron Baines? Nah. Well, doesn't he's Australian, isn't he? Yeah. You know, one of yeah, my one okay. of my one of my takes I like, is that I, I, forgot, we, I might like him more. We well, we've got two Australians, and neither of them have Australian accents, which is yeah. bullshit. So if we're gonna get an Australian, let's get at least one that's you know, that's not a knife. Give me give me one of those guys. Give me somebody that sounds yes. like Crocodile Dundee for fuck's sake. What about uh, Roy Hibbert? <laughs> no. Oh my God, fuck him. No. No interest. No, everybody hates him. He's like a everybody. Nobody likes him in the locker room. Absolutely not. And I don't think he's moved in three years. No, uh, he's too slow. You see, Hawes picked up his option. Good. That's what. Good. The, that's what the. Is he still on the Clippers? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Right. 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 He was on the Hornets and then Milwaukee. You're two, you're two teams behind. <laughs> well, he signed the Clippers contract, didn't he? And then, is he yeah. still on that contract? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think I'd be fine with Tiago. I, I'd be fine with like Mike Muscala. Also, I'd be fine. I, I more than anything, I I guess I'd rather want someone that can protect the rim. That's I think I'm not as concerned. Yeah. About you know a backup big who can also shoot Olenek esque kind of thing. Well, and remember, I, I, I Holmes, want someone that can. Holmes is going to get a, Holmes is going to get a lot of these minutes too. I mean, this is a absolutely, you know, but yeah. you know, Embiid. We just you just don't know minutes restrictions. You know they're saying he's not going to be on it back to backs. Who knows? But like you're you just can't go into it being like Rashawn and nobody else. Yeah, and, and, I, and let me say even if he's not on a minute restriction, he's a 32, 32 minute a game guy. Thirty or thirty two minute guys that size don't play. You know thirty seven minutes a game if you want them to have long careers. So yeah. you know you have to fill the other minutes, and he's only yeah. He's not playing 80 games this year, you know, so I don't know. Uh, Jeff Withy, I would like. Be fine with that. What about Christian Wood, the return? Uh, he's terrible. No, absolutely not. Look, we got to get – Former Sixer Joel Anthony? Former future Sixer Joel Anthony? I would take Joel Anthony. I would definitely. I you would. Yeah. All right. All right. Should I do my, should I do my take? All right. Rookie of the year. Um, Embiid gets screwed, and uh, you are – hopefully you're warmed up. I'm a little bit more warmed up now. Okay. I'm going to ease into it. I don't have it like queued up, but I'm going to I'm sure I'll I'll get there. Okay. So, Embiid lost rookie of the year to both Brogdon and Dario, correct? Yes, correct. He was third. The Sixers vote split and and Brogdon won. And even though Brogdon, by the way, started fewer games than Joel Embiid did. <laughs> by the way, 
started has started fewer NBA games than Joel Embiid. Okay, okay, okay. Like, it's there's nothing that gets me more riled up than setting arbitrary limits and figures on stuff. Like 31 games. Imagine, imagine fucking thinking that that the the and be being played 31 games and not looking at the context of the landscape at all. Imagine doing that. Imagine just making making a blanket statement saying 31 games and he's disqualified without looking at like the rest of the rookie of the year options, right? Like if it was 31 games and then you're and then you're next to like Carl Anthony Towns' 75 game rookie of the year season, I get it. That's fine. He had a great season. Have some fucking context. Look for a goddamn second at what else is out there. No, no one wants to give the guy who played 31 games the rookie of the year. But when he's clearly the best rookie, has impacted his team in fewer games than anybody else by a mile, you give him the award. It's ha- take a step back. Look, look around. Don't just give the guy and be like, well, okay, who's next up on the list? It's fucking guy who got 10 and 3, rookie of the year. I'm confident in my decision. It's insane. It's an insane thing to do. Everybody who voted against Joel Embiid should have to wear it on their faces for the rest of their lives. It is, Im- it is an embarrassment. And also, rookie of the year is not most valuable player. It's not most valuable rookie. The name of, there's no, everybody talks about the semantics of the award. Let's just look at the award as what the name is. Most valuable player is the person that's most valuable to their team. Rookie of the year is the person who is just the rookie of the year. It's like who, when you look back at this year and everybody played their rookie year, who, who would you say impacted the game the most? Whose career are you going to remember the most? Who deserves it? Joel fucking Embiid. Not Malcolm Brogdon, who I like but now hate. You made me hate Malcolm Brogdon. I like him very much, but now I hate him, and it's your fault people who voted against Joel Embiid for Rookie of the Year. That's nonsense. Also, Dario, I love him. But what are we? why are we fooling ourselves into thinking that Dario should be Rookie of the Year over Embiid? Guys, basketball, defense exists. How come nobody wants to admit that defense exists? Joel Embiid was maybe the best defensive big man in the league last year in his rookie year when he was hurt for a majority of it. It's, I... I just spike. There's okay. You would think that with Fultz, Simmons, and Embiid, and everything on the right track, and a Lakers or Kings pick down the road, and some rights to plenty of other guys we're gonna have fun with, that I would be able to just let this go. And I can't. I I cannot do it because stupidity wakes me up always. Ignorance, lack of logic, it always. Hypes me up, and it's never going to go away. I, mm, mm. He's the rookie of the year. And he's always going to be the rookie of the year this year. I refuse to recognize. You know how, like, the United States and plenty of people don't recognize, like, Taiwan as a country? I don't recognize <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon. I refuse to communicate with anybody or say the name Malcolm Brogdon. This is, as of now... We're not going to say the name Malcolm Brogdon because I don't recognize him as a country. We're going to boo him every time he comes to Philly. It's I feel bad for the kid, but also he should have known better. He should tell people he's not the rookie of the year. He should know. 
Yeah, uh, we're going to boo the shit out of him. Like, I hope he um, – and, I like, I'm glad that the Bucks think they're cute. Um, their social media team is cute um, with, you know, using retweet Armageddon. And the the true retweet Armageddon, you haven't seen anything yet. Because when Joella Embiid wins MVP, uh, I'm going to find every article that everyone who voted for Brogdon did. And we're going to do it again. Um, so no one on that list is safe who voted for Brogdon and it's public and we will shame them and we will, we will, we will have a Mount Rushmore of 60 assholes who voted for Malcolm Brogdon first in the rookie of the year voting. And actually, uh, Andrew Sharp, not on that list. Andrew Sharp voted for Joel Embiid. So he's safe. I, I, yeah, I, I, we had a conversation about it. I had to, I had to, I had to lobby him to do it, but he was, no, he was in the right. He's yeah. in the right. Yeah. He had, he had Brogdon third. So good for him. So, uh, this is. I, like I thought it was, it was NBA press outthinking themselves is all it was. Yeah. It was just they were outthinking themselves. Who was like the you best have to rookie? establish rules. Yep. Who's the best rookie? It's not like 31 games is not four games. It is a good chunk of the season where he was a generational player playing with mostly bad players. January, the Sixers were a playoff team after winning six games over the last three years and that's because of Joel Embiid as a rookie that's insane it's insane uh Zach Lowe article just came out the Sixers have told agents they will seek one-year deals this summer to preserve future space and possibly use some of their current room to extend Robert Covington well one-year gambit will be a hard sell for high-profile guys JJ what JJ Reddick didn't wait this long to sign a one-year deal at age 33 well let's get this podcast up before it's completely uh useless (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think one year deal could be. I mean, Vince Carter would be very cool. If yeah. we give Vince Carter like sixteen years, sixteen million, sixteen years, sixteen years, one million a year. <laughs> you know what? Give him sixteen. Come 16 on. Years. All right, all right. I gotta go. I gotta go. We gotta end the podcast. All right, so uh, we're doing another podcast. Yeah. In once something happens, probably yeah. tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah. Sometime this weekend there will be another Ricky, but until then, uh, enjoy this one. This podcast, uh, The Rice Ricky Sanchez, has been brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rice Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. 707 Walnut in Philly, always at LLPavorsky.com. Uh, are you down with TTP? Oh, I, like, I have just been assuming that he's gone Still over not this gone. conversation. <laughs> Still not gone. Still not gone. 20 and 10 every, every day, rolls out of bed, 19 years old. All right. People are starting to get mad at that. I don't I got care. a couple people. Yeah, I know. Let's just let's let it be over. Uh, yeah. All let right. me let me say the words. Okay. Oh yeah, see all you. we have to do. Yeah. All right. See you, man. Yeah, what?